Are you looking for a way to give back to your community? Right to Play is an international organization that empowers kids through sports. Here at UBC, our volunteers work to provide equal opportunity for sport to children in the Vancouver area. We raise money to support Right to Play's global initiatives because we believe that when children play, the world wins. Check us out on our Facebook page and get involved today so that kids can be kids. Hello and welcome to the Thunderbird Eye. I am Timothy Winter and this is the November 17th edition and we'll be recapping the sports around campus that happened last week and coming into this week. Uh, you're tuned into CITR 101.9 FM and broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam territory. And we'll start off by going through the Canucks Open practice that happened on Saturday, a special event involving the hockey teams. The Canucks hosted an open practice for charity at the Doug Mitchell Arena. And tickets were 40 bucks, and they got you into an op the open practice as well as the Canucks game in the future. Following the practice, members of the Canucks and the men's and women's Thunderbird hockey teams held a skills competition featuring shootouts and attacking drills. And among the participants was K the UBC women's star Kathleen Cahoon. And this is her take on the event. Personally, grown up fan of the Canucks all my life, so it was really cool to get out there with people like Bo Horvat and stuff. Just getting the word out there and having the Canucks back us behind that is going to be huge, and hopefully it does draw in more crowds. And they were super nice out there. I gave a little um, like shin pad taps and stuff, and super encouraging. So it was a really cool experience for us. And UBC's men's coach Sven Budenschen also enjoyed it, and he had this to say regarding the. 
Amazing experience for our guys. They were super jacked up for it. You know, a good buzz around campus. Just trying to create, you know, a good relationship with the Canucks and a nice partnership. And, you know, hopefully everybody can get something out of it. The women's hockey team had a bye week last week. And they're currently sitting at the top spot in the country with a record of nine wins and one loss. They play the fourth place Regina Cougars this weekend, and they come into it off an eight-game winning streak. The Cougars currently with a record of six wins and four losses. Uh, Regina coming off a split 1-1 weekend last week. And this is the first meeting between the teams this season. Last game's... um, Last week's games came in a uh, back-to-back romp over the Lethbridge Pronghorns, and that would have been November 4th and 5th. Uh, the first game ending in a 5-1 victory for the Thunderbirds, and the second one in a 4-3 victory. The highlight of that weekend coming from Kathleen Cahoon with a hat-trick in the 4-3 win, as well as assisting on the only other goal from her team. And this is Kathleen Cahoon on the next fixtures against Regina. I know that we're all super excited going into this next coming week. It was nice to get the bye, but um, I know we're all really excited and really pumped up to play Regina. It's going to be a tough matchup, so we're going to be ready to go. You can catch that on CanadaWest.tv. And the men's hockey, they had a bye week as well. The men's team currently second last in the league with a record of four wins, six losses, and no overtime losses. They uh, came in, they are now on a three-game winning streak after a awful start to the season and both of their games against Lethbridge two weeks ago coming as the in the form of victories double overtime victories uh, Anthony Bardero in the top line for the men's team is currently coming alive Bardero with two goals over the weekend however the power play is still struggling mightily going a pathetic two for 46 on the season that's good for worst in the league and the penalty kills also struggling allowing the most power play goals against with a percentage of 72.5%, also last in the league. They are tied for second in the most penalties taken with 51, and this is coach Sven Budenshawn on his approach to improving the team. We're just figuring out a bit of our team identity. We're kind of simplifying the game a little bit, less mistakes, and uh, we're skilled, we're fast, and we're trying to use our speed, and... uh, you know, when we're on, other, it's hard for other teams to keep up to us. So we've got to continue to play fast and simple hockey. The men's hockey team will be playing the Regina Cougars next week. Regina is the only team worse than them in this season with a record of one win and nine losses. They haven't won a game since their season opener, and they're on a national worst nine-game losing streak. They've taken the most penalties in the league with the fewest goals for and the most goals against. So if anything is going to give these Thunderbirds a boost. It'll be this team. And tomorrow's game against Regina will be broadcasted here on CITR 101.9 FM at 7 o'clock from Doug Mitchell Sports Center. And we'll take a quick PSA break and come right back. We'll be going over the men's and women's soccer teams. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, and this is the Thunderbird Eye. Would you like to get updates on your smartphone in an emergency, even if a cell tower is down? It is possible if the FM chip is activated in your phone. Visit freeradioonmyphone.ca to see how you can get involved by contacting your carrier and signing our petition. The news midweek when the midweek news 
broke that Teo Dezar yeah. wasn't going to be playing in this game. Growing sport and to do it on a university campus with an educational message behind it. Uh, they'll be facing off against uh, all the big teams from uh, the, all the other conferences and the nationals. Want to be a CITR sports broadcaster? Looking for a cool way to get involved in UBC sports? Then email sports101 at citr.ca or come by our station in the nest to find out more. See you soon. Learning Exchange Trek program wants you to get involved in your community. Learn about important social issues while volunteering at inner city schools or nonprofit organizations. You'll also get to meet other UBC students in a fun and supportive environment. See how your talent and skills can make a difference in your community. Participate throughout the term or during reading week. Check out www.learningexchange.ubc.ca/citr to find out more. Back here on the Thunderbird Eye in men's soccer. Their season is now over. They finished fifth at the Nationals, which happened last week. And they won bronze last season and back-to-back golds in 2012 and 2013 under Mike Mosher. On Thursday, it was a 3-2 loss against the University of Quebec at Montreal. And they played each other in the bronze medal game the season before that, in which UBC won. Kermit Panu scored early for the team in the third minute off of a pass from the first team all uh, past the first team all Canadian keeper Valentin Lamouli. And Les Citadins tied it off of a penalty by the fifth year James Louis Jeune. And University of Quebec at Montreal made it 2 1 in the 38th minute off of a free kick that found Montmorency low in the box. And star rookie for UBC, Zach Verhoeven, tying it in the dying minutes of the first half to bring the game to 2-2. No scores in the second half, despite plenty of opportunities for both teams. And former defensive midfielder turned striker, Simon-Pierre Kunima, was the overtime hero. As he jumped on a misplayed pass by captain Brian Fong back to keeper Chad Bush, rifling it home in the 103rd minute to give them the win. And breaking UBC's heart. And on Friday, it was a 3-0 romp over Acadia in the Constellation semifinal. Acadia came off a 2-2 loss in penalties to host Guelph Griffins in the first round. Lucas Reese for UBC got the first goal of the game in the 16th minute off of deflection from keeper Pietro Nodegar and hammered that one in. The Axemen went down 2-0 after UBC star Titoin Chopin rifled a shot minutes later from just outside the 18-yard box. And the final goal of the game coming from Luke Griffin off of a shot inside the box that crept into the corner in the 82nd minute of the game. With that win, UBC advanced to the consolation final where they proceeded to win 2-1 over York and that gave them the 5th place finish in the tournament. York beat UBC in the semi-finals last season and York's Stepan Popovich struck first past Chad Bush in the 13th minute to put the lines up 1-0 in a half that York largely dominated over UBC. And several substitutions in intermission changed the momentum, including changing up Chad Bush. UBC had the most chances in the second, with Luke Griffin tying it with a goal in the second 
in his second straight game. However, uh, Ryan Teffler nearly brought the Lions ahead in the 86th minute with a shot that deflected out off the crossbar. And UBC's Ryan Arthur winning it in the 90th minute after dribbling around the sprawled-out keeper to tap the ball into the corner. The UBC men's soccer team finishes their season as the top team in the Pacific standings, runners-up in the Canada West Championship, and a fifth-place finish in the National Championship. In women's soccer, also the National Championship last week, they finished second. They came in as the top seed and the defending national champs. However, they were unable to get it done in the final. On Thursday in their quarterfinal game, they won against the host Acadia 1-0. Forward Amelia Crawford scored the lone goal in the game in the 23rd minute off a pass from Shayla Chorney. And Marley Miracle faced four shots through the game for her clean sheet. With the win, UBC advanced to the semis where they won 1-0 in PKs over Queen's University. UBC posted their fifth straight playoff shutout. And UBC keeper Mary Marley Miracle with another five-save clean sheet and three in the shootout. Amon Shergill, Ritu Johal, and Rachel Jones all scored for UBC in penalties as both teams alternated scoring through five rounds. Marley Miracle saved a must-score shot from Rachel Radu in the fifth round after Jones put the T-Birds up 3-2. And with that victory, UBC advanced to the final for the second straight year, where unfortunately they lost 2-1 to Laval. Laval, the 2014 national champions, and UBC, the 2015 champions. Laval coming in as the second-seeded team in the country, just behind UBC. Joelle Gosselin struck first for Laval in the 17th minute for her fourth goal of the tournament. Amon Shergill for UBC tying it in the 54th minute off a penalty awarded because Laval keeper Mary Joelle Vandal collided with her in making a save outside of her box. And with extra time in sight, Leah Shastanay-Joseph scored a heartbreaking goal from outside the box in the 87th minute to give Laval the win. With, uh, with Joelle Gosselin's phenomenal performance at the tournament, she was awarded tournament MVP. And Jasmine Mander, Amon Shergill, and Marley Miracle all named to the tournament all-star team for UBC. The women's soccer team finishes their season as back-to-back Canada West champs the top-ranked regular season team in the country, and national silver medalists after winning gold the previous season. And we will go to a quick PSA break and come right back with Jason Wang, who will give us the football update. You are listening to the Thunderbird Eye here on CITR 101.9 FM. What's up, UBC? Looking to try something new and exciting this year? Then check out UBC Sailing Club. Our club offers lessons and year-round exclusive access to our fleet of monohull and high-performance sailboats, kayaks, windsurfers, and paddleboards. Whatever floats your boat, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or visit our website at www.ubcsailing.org for more info. Open Media International is a non-profit, non-partisan organization working towards informed, citizen-driven internet policy. Open Media believes in keeping the internet uncensored, open, innovative, secure, and providing universal access to fast and affordable networks. If you would like Open Media to keep campaigning for citizens and internet policy, you can donate to them at openmedia.org or openmedia.ca. You can also find them on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
Come enjoy British Columbia's beautiful wilderness with the UBC Varsity Outdoors Club. Try your hand at hiking, backcountry skiing, rock climbing, kayaking, and much more. Whether you're a beginner or an expert, we have trips happening every week, usually at no cost. Check us out online at ubc-voc.com. In UBC Thunderbirds football, the playoff drive for the defending Vanier Cup champions this past Saturday came to an end in Calgary McMahon Stadium at the Hardy Cup Canada West Final. In a rematch of last year's conference showdown, the Dinos narrowly outlasted the Thunderbirds 46-43, barely staving off a late fourth-quarter comeback bid by UBC. The Thunderbirds battled back from being down to the University of Calgary by 26 points at halftime to reach within 10 points to start the fourth quarter. Twice in the last seven minutes of the game, UBC running back Ben Cummings landed in pay dirt on red zone short yardage scoring but alas, the Dinos, with their running back Jashroon Antwi, reached UBC for a four-yard red zone rushing touchdown of their own to give Calgary just enough of a lead to run the Thunderbirds out of time. At quarterback for UBC from the second quarter on, Michael O'Connor connected nine passes to wide receiver David Mann to help his offense bounce back from a slow start to the game. From the opening kickoff, Calgary scored the first 15 points in a row before O'Connor finally started to find his rhythm starting the second quarter. He ran in a 22-yard touchdown quarterback keeper to put his Thunderbirds on the board, which turned out to be the only TD he managed to put in his scoring column. O'Connor would go on to complete 29 passes on 51 throws, totaling 452 yards in the air. Combined with his rushing, O'Connor combined for 520 yards total offense, impressively enough, but yet he struggled to find his range. On critical occasions, his offense reached the Calgary red zone. Dinos pivot Adam Sinagra outmatched O'Connor in that regard, scoring in the red zone, connecting three passes for Calgary touchdowns, reaching three different Dinos receivers. Calgary, by virtue of UBC winning the Vanier Cup last year on behalf of the Canada West Conference, will enjoy home field advantage as they host the Mitchell Bowl coming up at McMahon Stadium. They look to battle the Atlantic Conference champion, St. FX University X-Men. Winner will get the berth to go to the Vanier Cup. Finishing out the 2016 season, the UBC Thunderbirds graduate three fifth-year players Linebackers Warren Reese and Riley Jones, as well as offensive lineman Alec Pennell. On a personal note for UBC head coach Blake Nill, with his team's earning a Hardy Cup finalist result, he extends his appearance streak, an eighth season in a row still running, continuing on a consecutive run he has carried over from his previous coaching tenure at Calgary to here at UBC for yet another year. And thank you, Jason. In men's volleyball, it was a bye week, and they're currently sitting in a position tied for seventh with two wins and two losses. And they will play Thompson Rivers University this weekend in Kamloops. TRU coming off of back-to-back -back shutout wins in Mount Royal in an, and currently in a three-way tie for ninth place. 
And in women's volleyball, also another bye week. Undefeated so far this season and tied for first with UBCO and Alberta with four wins and no losses. They'll be playing Thompson Rivers as well, also in Kamloops this weekend. And Thompson Rivers tied for eighth. And they've played two more games than UBC so far. And you'll be able to catch both of those games on CanadaWest.tv. In basketball, both men's and women's teams are coming off a conference bye week over the Remembrance Day break. This weekend, UBC will host their home opening games tomorrow and Saturday night, battling the University of Manitoba Bisons at War Memorial Gym. And taking a closer look at the UBC men's team, the Thunderbirds are poised to showcase their offensive power in the first home game that counts in the standings since they hosted the CIS Championship Final Eight Tournament last March. They are led by a dynamic trio of core players carrying over from a strong playoff performance last spring. UBC will rely on the combination of Jordan Jensen-White, Connor Morgan, and Will Ondrick to be the arrowheads of the Thunderbirds offense. In their season-opening two-game series a couple of weeks ago at Thompson Rivers, that trio of Jensen, White, Morgan, and Andrick combined for almost half of the team's 87 points per game average scoring. Point guard Phil Jalalpur also returns as UBC's primary distributor and playmaker on the offensive court, and he's supported by fellow guards A.J. Holloway, Patrick Simon, and Taylor Brown, each with strong capabilities both shooting the ball from the perimeter as well as driving the ball inside to the key. In an exhibition, exhibition two-game series last weekend, UBC defeated the Northwest Christian University in back-to-back results. The NCU Varsity Beacons from Eugene, Oregon battled UBC, and uh, they managed to split the two results. Uh, the Beacons beat the Thunderbirds 92-82 in overtime last Friday before UBC bounced back to avenge with 80-66 victory on Saturday. On the women's side of UBC Varsity Basketball, the Thunderbirds are eagerly awaiting to finally showcase their blue-chip Australian transfer, Madison Penn, to home fans at War Memorial Gym. From their season-opening two-game series a couple of weeks ago at Thompson Rivers, the Thunderbirds got their six-foot-one Aussie power forward off to a flying start in her UBC debut. Madison Penn scored a combined 31 points against the TRU Wolfpack over back-to-back victories in Kamloops, providing combination of both outside shooting and inside power forward presence. Last season's leading scorer at power forward, Kara Spodden, returns as a key offensive weapon for UBC as well. Spodden will be counted on to be the rebounding force in the key, both offensively and defensively. Out of the guard positions, the Thunderbirds have a strong core of last season's young returnees back in their roster, namely Jessica Hansen, Shilpa Kanna, Kristen Lindquist, and Chara Blum. The latter point guard, Cherublum, in particular will be keen to get back into the lineup to rejoin her team as she missed the road series at TRU in Kamloops two weeks ago. At War Memorial Gym, UBC Manitoba will tip off at 6 p.m. starting the doubleheader with this women's matchup tomorrow evening, followed by a 5 p.m. start on Saturday night, and you can catch that on CanadaWest.tv. We'll be going to a PSA break, and we'll be right back here on the Thunderbird Eye. Mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars. Hey folks, the Pride Collective at UBC is an AMS resource group for LGBTQ plus folks. All our events and resources are free, so you should check us out on Facebook or come to Nest 2103 and say hi. We have so many fun events every week. 
Look at that guy's beard. What's he got on his head? Hey, buddy, we don't want your type here. Yeah, what are you, some kind of terrorist? <laughs> hey, be nice, okay? This bus is a safe harbor. This man deserves respect, doesn't everybody? What would you do if you were this witness? Safe Harbor Respect for All provides diversity workshops across Canada with funding from the Government of Canada. Visit safeharbor.ca. Respect for All. Pass it on. The UBC Women in Science Club provides support for female undergraduates in science fields. Our club has three pillars, mentorship, building community, and connecting people. We offer networking events with alumni, professional development workshops, as well as an ongoing mentorship program to support students through challenges that arise for women pursuing careers in science. Do you like sports and don't care who knows? Then CITR Sports needs you. If you like sports, are into radio, or generally just want to have a great time, then come join us. Email our sports coordinator at sports101 at citr.ca to find out more, or come by the station in the new sub. See you soon. And the only other event that happened around UBC last week would have been the men's field hockey team. And they are coming off of a 3-2 loss against the West Coast Kings Field Hockey Club. And that brings their record to only three wins on the season with a further four losses and one tie. And their next game will come this weekend against the Burnaby Lake Field Hockey Club on Saturday at 3 o'clock. And that will be at Eric Hamber Field. And that's it for the Thunderbird Eye this week. Um, you can catch CITR Sports tomorrow at 7 o'clock here on CITR as we will be broadcasting the men's ice hockey team. And on Saturday as well, it'll be basketball, uh, the broadcast online on CITR.ca. Uh, and coming up now is your Persian cultural fix, Seamorg. And thank you very much for listening. On behalf of Jason Wang, I'm Tim Winter, and we'll catch you next week. Salam. Ruzetun bekhair. My name is Sahan, the president of UBC Persian Club. And this is Yasaman, the VP admin. UBC Persian Club is a non-profit student organization with the goal of empowering the Iranian community at UBC by acting as a social hub for Iranian students, bringing together diverse members of the community who have a common interest in Iranian culture and nurturing and representing the Iranian community in Vancouver. We have monthly member-exclusive events, Pelan, the screen documentary movies and short films by Iranian directors with English subtitles, music gatherings, a series of casual music gatherings at which students can play different types of instruments, and sports events and game nights. Our regular events are member exclusive and you will receive 25% discount on our annual events. You can visit us at ubcpc.com or email us through info at ubcpc.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram or 